A Karen indirectly tells me I'm racist and threatens to call the company on me instead of my supervisor. I'm a ride operator for an amusement park. I work in an area where I operate go-karts and one of the positions is taking payments from guests. This is a new position that they added for the ride operator because usually it's supposed to merchandise people to the cash register. But there was issues with them as they wouldn't check kids' heights properly. So now the ride operators have to have cash registers for the go-kart rides. These are the rules that I have to go by as a cash register. If you're 58 inches, you have to be a driver. If you are between 40 and 58 inches, you can only be a passenger and the driver has to be 18 years old with a valid driver's license. Anyone under 40 inches cannot ride. Understand that there are rules like this because height matters when you drive go-karts or how cramped it is when you ride the double-seated go-karts with the passenger. I deal with Karens all the time, but this Karen was racist to me. During a Sunday afternoon, I was working as a cash register where I took in payments from guests once I knew they passed the safety rules. Then there was this huge black family that came in. Here's the interaction. Hi, I would like to buy three drivers and two passengers. Who are your drivers and passengers? Those are the two drivers. Points at one oldest daughter and another family member. And these are the two passengers, a son and daughter. Can I see the kids heights then? They need to stand behind the sign. The mom gets defensive knowing that one of her kids is too short even though I haven't checked them yet. Hey, you let this little Asian kid in. Why are you not allowing this child to be a passenger? I told her, let's see the three kids heights first. I checked the heights. The son is tall enough to be a driver instead. Daughter is tall enough to be a driver too. And her youngest daughter is too short to be a passenger. The issue is that the youngest daughter wasn't standing behind the height sign, which made my job difficult. And I had to tell them that I have to check her back against the sign until I can see that it is clear enough that she's not able to ride. So I tell the mom, okay, she is the only one that cannot ride. Then the mom tells me, why are you making exceptions to the rules, says my name, when you let that little Asian kid in? You can't make exceptions for my daughter to go on the ride. She literally made this up because I had barely got back from lunch. Also, massive red flags that she said Asian, which means that she's trying to say that I'm being prejudiced and now discriminating. I tell the mom the issue is that she's too short. It wouldn't be safe for her to ride due to the restraints. Well, that small Asian kid you allowed to go on the ride was safe. She continues to ramble about how crappy of a job I'm doing. I end up telling her, let me get my supervisor over. Would you like that? She ends up saying, no, get me the manager here. She yells this at me. I just say, okay. I get the supervisor and another supervisor. Supervisor one checks the daughter's heights. Yeah, she is not tall enough to be a passenger. The mom says, well, my name. Here allowed a little Asian kid to be a passenger. You should get her fired. My supervisor did back me up here saying that I had just got here and there were other people working here before me. This is when the mom asked for corporate's number. My supervisor says, I do not know, but I am the supervisor who is leading the management. I am not going to fire her for doing the right thing. After the mom takes down notes in her phone that I'm discriminating against her, she says, fine, I'll not let her ride. I'll just pay. And I finish her payments. Supervisor two sees the angry mom in line. So after hearing my story, decides to all let them know. Once she gets into the front of the line and other ride associates take in her tickets to see that she paid, can you make another payment for one more passenger? Other ride associate pulls me to make a payment even though she shouldn't have changed her mind in the spot. I would like her to be a passenger. Again, she forgot the rules already. I tell her, I'm sorry, she cannot ride. She can only be a driver. The mom then says, you guys are ruining my day. I was supposed to have a fun time here, but instead long waits and my name preventing my little daughter to go on this ride. I tell her that I know, but we're just letting her know the rules. She tells me that I'm just yammering and yammering about the rules, 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 rules. She makes the chatty hand sign. 
Just be quiet about them. I already got the rules ingrained in my head because of you. She clearly didn't remember them. Supervisor 1 comes over and tries to talk down the Karen because she has an attitude. Hey, she is just letting you know the rules. However, we can proceed to make your payments. Okay, fine. The mom proceeds to tell the other right associates that I'm doing my job all wrong and that I don't know how to measure the heights of kids. The right associate tells me everything the mom says and she says that she believes me because she knows I'm not doing anything wrong. And we both just agree that these type of guests are annoying. So that's how my day went. This specific guest really got to me. But the way she was targeting me and claiming that I allowed a small Asian kid to ride despite the two supervisors backing me up where she understands as she was nicer to them than she was to me. Just because I'm Asian, it doesn't mean that I should be seen as superior or inferior where I get bullied or targeted. What's also stupid is there's this big sign near the go-karts that's also near the walkway when you go into the entrance. A majority of guests carelessly do not read it and it's fine, but this family clearly was already being racist to me due to my ethnicity. Who was the one being racist? It was actually her. Man, the plot twist really got me in the end. This whole time I was questioning why the mom kept bringing up the little Asian kid. Made me question what her problem was with Asians. But then it turns out that the OP was Asian, making this whole story become about favoritism in the eyes of this mother. Entitled people suck. Rules are rules, people. They are just in place at theme parks so people don't get hurt. My private photos ended up on the family computer three times. One day, years ago, my oldest brother came into my room to confront me. He sat down and started talking to me about internet safety and being careful. Apparently, a batch of photos I took of myself were uploaded to Google Photos and Google Photos would send out thumbnail notifications to the family computer upon unlocking. Completely embarrassed, I deleted all of it and fixed the Google Photo issue. Or so I thought. Months later, my mother comes into my room and sits down with me. She tells me that she saw my private photos on the family computer screen and interrogates me on the matter. Once again, Google Photos saved my private photos and sent notifications to the family computer. My mother told me to fix that from happening, and so I did. Or so I thought. Again, a few months later, I unlocked the family computer. Everyone else is in the living room adjacent to the computer room. And there they are, my privates for everyone to see. Luckily, I was the only one to witness this time. I disabled Google Photos entirely and have not shared my photo library since the final incident. I'm assuming the OP's age here, especially since they say this was years ago. But man, this story has to be hella embarrassing for the family to see all that. I would be mortified if something like that ever happened to me. The story was funny. Am I the jerk? I broke thousands of dollars of school calculators with my best friend. I'm 19 now. I know this was horrible and I wish I could go back and change it. When I was 12, my best friend and I would take school calculators, usually around $100 a piece, and destroy them. Usually, we would put the screen under our chairs and stomp the chairs as hard as we could until the calculator was unusable. We found this bookshelf that was screwed into the wall that had about an inch and a half of empty space behind it. After breaking one, we would throw it behind the bookshelf and it would never be seen again. We probably broke somewhere around 40 of them. My teacher had a suspicion that someone was stealing and selling them, but in reality, we were just breaking them. We would also shove anything we could into electric pencil sharpeners so they would break. We would find books and rip them in half when nobody was looking. We would pull screws out of chairs so that when people sat on them, they would break. We'd also fill drains in the science lab with pencils and garbage to clog the drains. I know we did a lot more, but I can't even think about all the stuff we did. We never once got caught. What's worse is all the teachers saw us as star students and loved us. They never knew the torment we were behind. Something seemed to give us this adrenaline rush when we did it. It seemed so funny at the time, and the memories are hilarious when I talk about them with my friend. Did anyone else go through a phase of where breaking things seemed like so much fun? 
I can't say that I went through this phase, and I've been reading a lot of confessions of star students doing terrible things lately. It's always the good ones you have to be worried about. Anyways, do you think this OP is a jerk? Am I the jerk? From 2017 to 2021, I was spying on men in public bathrooms. So I'm a 24-year-old bi-gender individual. I've recently done a lot of shadow work and healing work on my distortions, which have led me to a lot of karmic influences in my life, I believe. It started in college. I had just recently lost my virginity and had a lot of repressed ex energy that occurred because of early childhood micro traumas. As I recount this, I would like to make it clear I'm not excusing my actions. I've done a lot of work to forgive myself for violating people like that. I have also started reaching out to those involved that I can get in contact with to actually start applying my healing to my life. Not exactly sure how it begun, just started going into the bathrooms, into showers, and just seeing what I could. Not sure how insequential the number of guys it is. It wasn't very many, not lessening the wrongdoing in any way. That happened till late in my freshman year, mid-2017. Then stopped due to housing location changes. Till late 2018, until I moved departments. After that, there wasn't another incident until 2021. When I started my most recent job, only recently ending in early December. So now we've reached the present moment and I am committed to telling the truth to those who weren't just passing strangers, but had an impact on my life, no matter how small or big. I have also taken away something from this. It gives me empathy for people who are acting unconsciously due to lingering trauma, though I can only speak on my realm of consciousness. Thank you for your time. The only thing I got from this story was the knowledge of having to look up the term by gender. I've never heard that term before. Um, the more you know. Also, I'm glad the OP did clarify that their previous traumas don't excuse their actions. I often feel like some people lean into their traumas to get forgiveness. I'm glad the OP is self-aware here. Am I the jerk? I used up my money meant for tuition and now I gotta pay within the week. So I moved to a new country like a year ago and my mom gave me the tuition, 4,000 USD, for the first semester. At one point, I started using it just to hang out with my friends and buying clothes and stuff, thinking I would earn it back later when I got a part-time job. But that didn't work out as planned and now I gotta pay within the week or I get kicked out. My family came to visit me for two whole months and I couldn't bring myself to tell my mom. Now they're back home and I'm considering just sending her a message because I just can't say it while she's looking at me. I feel like crap all the time. I can't sleep at night because I feel so bad and worried about the whole situation I brought on myself. I don't know what I'm doing with my life and I'm so lost. I don't even want to go to college, honestly. But yeah, anyways, I just wanted to vent. Thanks for reading if you have. There is a couple edits to this story. Thank you for the comments, everyone. I needed to hear that. I knew it was wrong, but at the moment, it was all I could do. It's no excuse, but I was so depressed and lonely. Being alone in a new environment, needing to make new friends in order to forget about it, which involves going out to eat, drink, visiting places, etc. I have no excuse about the clothes. It's what I regret the most. The money is gone and I can't take it back, so I'll stop whining about it and come clean. I will video call my mom in a few hours when she's awake and tell her everything. I know she will scold me a bit and just send me the money, but I'll propose getting a student loan. I'm 100% sure she won't allow it, but I'll try since it's my fault. Anyways, thank you for the bitter words and advice. Don't worry, I'm applying for jobs too and we'll keep making up for it. The second edit says, I already talked to my mom and she will loan me the money, but I have to pay her back. Please stop telling me talk to her. Being young and in another country with a decent amount of money you don't normally have, yeah, I can see that bad combination. Hell, I have that problem sometimes when I'm not even in a different city or country. 
Anyways, it makes me happy that the OP came clean with what was bothering them. I know it's tough in the moment, but it's better to get it over with instead of letting it stress you out. Am I the jerk? I stole a championship banner from my high school. Okay, so February 2020. I was in grade 12 at the time and I played hockey my whole life. So naturally, I was on the girls high school hockey team for all of four years of high school. This was the final tournament. So it was a pretty big one. We won the tournament and in the dressing room after, my coach gave out a speech and thanked me for my time as it was the last game I would ever play with the school. Being in grade 12, I had my car and I drove there so I did not require a bus ride home with the team. After the game ended and the coaches left the room, we all took pictures with the banner and when everyone was done taking pictures, they gave it to me and I just stuffed it in my hockey bag and left. I brought it home and hung it up in my room. My plan was to keep it until one of the coaches realized that they didn't have it. Well, long story short, in March, COVID hit and I never returned back to school. The banner has been hanging in my room ever since. I asked my younger friends if the coaches ever noticed that they never had the banner and I don't think they ever noticed. Now I just have a high school banner chilling in my room. The year before this, when I was in grade 11, we won another tournament and won the trophy. I brought the trophy home and had a party that night and my friends and I took shots out of it. I returned the trophy that following Monday, but I wonder if I had never brought the trophy back if I could have just kept that too. I don't really have any thoughts on this story except that it's crazy to think that some students didn't have a senior year. Like the year that society deems as one of the biggest years of your life just got wiped away by a virus. Pretty crazy. Am I the jerk? I stole my friend's money for the school book fair in elementary. When I was in maybe grade two, our school was doing a book fair. My parents rarely gave me money for it because they knew I would buy toys and not actual books. So they didn't even bother. During recess, me and a few friends went together and there were so many little toys that I wanted. One of my friends said that I could borrow some of her money as long as I paid her back. So I took them up on the offer and got a little puppy eraser. I literally took it with me everywhere. I was obsessed with it, but I was too scared to tell my parents that my friend let me borrow money for it. So I told them that she gave it to me. My friend asked me every day for the money because she was in trouble with her parents for lending out money and I just kept saying I didn't have it. I'm pretty sure she transferred schools because I never heard from her and I got away with the puppy eraser. Then I took my eraser to see the fireworks on July 4th and I lost it. That's when I felt the most guilty because all of that stress for nothing. I felt really bad that I spent her money and that all of it was pointless because I lost it anyways. This OP, straight to jail. You do not break the sacred rules of book fair funds. Every kid knows how special the book fair was. Everyone knew the envy that some kids had to suffer when they didn't have money. But this OP got offered money and then stabbed their friend in the back by not repaying them? Then lost the item? This is unforgivable and they should be thrown in jail right away. I got arrested for a DUI a few nights ago and I have no clue how to tell my alcoholic mother. To clarify, my mother is a very self-aware alcoholic who has been fighting this sickness for decades. She, a single mother, taught my sister and me that we should never drink since our genetics make us extremely susceptible to becoming addicts. I'm a 23 female and have been hiding my alcoholic use from her for years, but I know she's had her suspicions. She's really nice and usually very understanding. I am just dreading dropping this huge bombshell on her. I was really successful academically in college and have been doing all sorts of goody two-shoes stuff for years and getting arrested is just not something that often happens to people like me. 
Also, there's this really disgusting Facebook page in my county that posts the mugshots, names, and charges for people who get arrested. I have to tell her before that page posts my picture in a few days so she can learn it from me first. Also, I'm really worried about how everyone else I know will react to that post as well. Mistakes happen, fess up, and move on. Also, I don't condone drinking and driving at all. I almost got hit by a wasted driver a few years back. I got lucky and was able to swerve out of the way, but the wasted driver ran into somebody else behind me. Thankfully, everybody was okay. But going back to the OP story, how messed up is it that someone runs a Facebook page that posts everyone's mugshots? Like, how low do you need to be to do that? That's just kind of sad. Am I the jerk? I got caught stealing a BTS album. When I was 10, I acted out by stealing my friend's possessions. One time, my therapist told me and my mom it was normal given the circumstances. Their coveted pencil case of new markers, a doll from their father, and then I stopped. But starting at age 15, I just had this undeniable urge to have. I want so much. I want to have everything I want. Craft supplies that I actually use, makeup for my new hobby, and now K-pop albums, etc. I want to be surrounded by beautiful and plentiful things. I just want stuff and more stuff and more stuff, and I can't control it because things make me happy. I mean, I can kind of control it, but eventually I just want it more than the stress of getting caught or the stress of how much it costs. I'm not a kleptomaniac. I actually use the things I take. And I guess it's not really a destructive cycle because most of the time I go for months, if not years in between. But between the pandemic and stress, I've been wanting more of the comforting stuff. So today I took a K-pop album and I got caught. I gave it back and I actually bought something and endured a short lecture from the manager. But now I'm super anxious. I've been Googling what could happen and I just have this pit in my stomach that makes me want to go poo. I don't think they will press charges because it was $20. They got it back and it was my first time at that store. So they won't have any footage of me. But oh my god, oh my god, what if my mother finds out? I'm already the loser daughter. She will be so disappointed and I can't. I just can't. I already have a history of stealing. I'm trying to replay the convo in my head to gauge what the manager will do, but I had so much adrenaline that I can't remember much. I probably won't steal anything again because my knowledge has showed me exactly how dumb and lucky I've been, but oh my god, I don't know how to stop this insatiable monster inside of me that just wants pretty things and can't pay for it. Please help a former thief. Usually my coping mechanism is to avoid, but I was hoping spilling the truth would help. Man, this OP seems to have a real problem on their hands. This might be one of those times where getting caught red-handed might actually be the best thing for a person to go through. Hopefully this OP does stop their stealing ways. Am I the jerk? In kindergarten, I cracked a kid's skull and sent him to the hospital. It was the last day of kindergarten. Me and a couple of friends were building a castle and other random stuff with these big building blocks that were basically cut and sanded 2x4s. Well, we built this one huge monstrosity of a castle and I thought it would be funny to completely destroy it with one of those two by fours. I picked one up and slammed it down as hard as I could. I immediately bursted out laughing till I heard screaming from straight in front of me. As I looked up, my jaw dropped at the horror that I saw in front of me. I didn't hit the castle at all, but instead I hit my friend on the forehead. 
Blood was gushing everywhere, covering his face, clothes, blocks, and my hand. They rushed him to the hospital, and I sat there the rest of the day in shock, staring at my hands. I still think about it to this day, 12 years later. Bruh. First of all, why would any school let kindergartners have adult Jenga blocks? That is just asking for trouble. Also, I don't know why when I heard this kid say that his jaw dropped, I totally imagined a Looney Tunes cartoon jaw drop. Anyways, this story is very similar to something that happened to me as a kid. I remember playing hide and seek with my brother and he ended up tripping and hitting his head on the side of a desk, which split open his forehead. I remember my mom screaming bloody murder and my parents rushing him to the hospital. It was a pretty crazy experience as a kid. So that's it for today's episode. Let me know your favorite story in that comment section down below. Don't forget to follow on Spotify and hit that subscribe button if you want more content like this in the future.